Welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. my love. Thank you. Ah, I am excited and honored to be here sharing once again on this program. We get to explore, as we do each month, education, awareness, discussion, stories from my heart, questions, and really like sink into these topics that are often edgy and uncomfortable Or we're a little shy, you know, sexuality, consciousness, tantra, fetish, kink, whatever the ways that we express in our bodies and our authentic selves are welcome. And as we honor the respect and integrity of honoring the body, we're going to continue with that today. So let's explore, as we always do, by beginning with a bit of settling in and a bit of arriving in our bodies. So I invite you, wherever you are, whether you're joining in live or in the archives, to take a moment, do a little wiggle, find a spot that's comfy, and exhale with sound. Mm. Yes. Give yourself permission to slow down, maybe for the first time today. Ah, to turn your awareness inward, to notice your breath, notice your body. Ah, notice how it feels as you give yourself permission to make sound. Mm. Can you give yourself permission to make sound? Notice things that rise up even with that invitation. Hi, 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 And then notice, feel in your belly, your pelvis, your pelvic bowl, drop awareness back, down. Feel the way you're relating with earth through the floor, cushions, chair, whatever way you're seated or standing or lying down, feel your connection with earth, earth mother, lover earth. Thank you, thank you, lover earth, beloved mother. Help us to connect the deep creative center of our pelvic space to your deep creative center of the womb of the earth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then also acknowledge the way your body's relating with space, with air, with light. Maybe feeling, sensing the nature of above, of heaven, sky, the mystery of the beyond, the universe. Ooh, and let yourself receive that downflow of golden light and a call, divine, sacred, masculine compliment our divine feminine of below 
divine, sacred, masculine of above. Help us to trust to receive your love and grace and allow that golden, sparkly light to enter your body. Hmm. And notice places that arise in any of this as we meet divine feminine, divine masculine. Allow them into our bodies to merge, to, mm, to invite our bodies to be alchemical transformational containers of possibility, of remembering who we are, of connecting with our highest possibility, opening and awakening new vibrational places in our being and connecting with those highest possibilities. With a breath of gratitude for our bodies, for yourself, for taking time for you, for exploring, for simply being here now. Thank you, thank you. And when you're ready, gently widening your awareness a bit. Feeling the space above, behind, around, and open your eyes back into the visual. Simply being here now. Yay, welcome. And what we're exploring today, first of all, I'll say I was able, it is December here in southeast Michigan, and that means there's snow on the ground doesn't always mean there's snow on the ground, but there is. And it's actually melting a bit today. And so my practice that I invite all of us to explore when we feel called to, or if we feel called to, is reconnecting with direct contact to the earth. I think many of us, myself included, by the way, um, for decades go around completely disconnected from the planet in terms of actual physical touch of our bodies to earth. And for me, you know, that meant the sort of typical uh, American growing up of having shoes on all the time or, you know, protection on my body and don't, don't sit on the ground, it's dirty. And, you know, all of these things that led me from to sort of in, trained me, encouraged me against getting my toes in the sand or rolling around in the grass or feeling my body in contact with the mother. And this is now part of my daily practice and one I invite and I have a video at my website that gives more info, what I call bare feet earth, which is basically get a part of your body. I encourage your bare feet, maybe your whole body, maybe your butt as you sit along with your feet, maybe your hands along with your feet. Make a connection with the ground, with earth. And I don't just mean cement or a deck, but literal grass, soil, sand, whatever way you can connect with the great Mother Earth. And it's crucial. Like, I I really can't enforce it enough. Like, in my journey of sacred sexuality, in this path of mm, self-realization and awakening to who I am and my journey, and I still walk that journey of of exploration. And as I invite with others in the path of sacred sexuality and my teachings and everyone I meet with, I I invite like this as a homework assignment. Take five breaths, get your feet on the earth and breathe. 
<sighs> and allow simply being. And, you know, if, if we take nothing else away from the things like when I teach a class and we go through all these practices and we explore this very, these various facets of changes and shifts and, and exploring the body and the energetic bodies and there's so much. And yet one thing, like if there's only one thing to take away, I can't underscore enough that one thing, reconnect with the earth. Everything else flows from there. You know, it's all about can we slow down, listen to our bodies, listen to the guidance that is available to us. And for me, I will say that was the one, probably the one thing that really began the shift um, or really gave the shift momentum, I'll say, was my commitment to really connecting with the earth. And so when I say bare feet earth, I mean, yes, bare feet, even those of us in Michigan in winter. And for me, what that means is not just bare skin against the earth, which, you know, I, I do most of the year, but there are times in the cold and the snow in the negative 20, which um, that would be a little dangerous to my skin, I feel. So I wear either a couple of layers of cotton socks or a thin uh, natural skin sold muckluck, which is just like a little yarn upper with a natural skin sole, kind of like a moccasin. And that way I still have a direct energetic connection through those layers to the earth, as opposed to the thickly rubber-soled heavy boots that I also own and wear. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, when I'm out, if I'm going to do a long walk or um, out for on hard surfaces like cement, then I'll wear those. And also at least once a day, if not two or three or more times a day, make sure that I get that connection. Ah, So honoring that, as we head into today's topic, that is our bodies are sacred. And that very nature of the practice I just described is a bit of what emerges when when we start to recognize like the inherent needs of our body and have this inherent sort of self-love and awareness of, Oh yeah, that's right. I have this gratitude for this physical gift of a body. Like as an energetic being, we are infinite beings in finite form that we can mm, acknowledge the gift of being in the physical, that there's the gift of yes, tapping into the energetic realms, the infinite realms. And wow. In addition to that, which is pretty awesome, because we can make life changes in a matter of clock time seconds sometimes in the realm of the other, in the realm that we can't touch and feel and see as overtly or directly with our, with our traditional senses. So that's a gift. And physical body. Wow, as physical body, we get to... Mm, delight in sensory experiences, delight in relating, relating with other beings, relating with nature, with animals, plants, crystals, spirit. You know, the, the, the energetic beings that are around us all the time, the being of the earth, of the sun. And relating with these beings is how we learn and grow and transform, I believe. It's one of my shamanic teachers spoke this is 
we only grow when we're incarnate. We only grow as a soul being when we're here in form, in physicality. And this very nature of our energetic being, of our consciousness laying into form as we grow, really like woke up for me because I'm also the science geek, right? There's that background of mine in engineering, bachelor's and master's in mechanical engineering and 15 years in corporate engineering that is still there. Like I, I used to think I was just going to shove that away as I was reconnecting with so many facets of, of self and my art and my creative possibilities and stepping into my journey as a sacred sexual healer and transformational guide. And yet the, the thought that I'm just going to shove that away, which I had kind of at first, like, hey, I'm going to leave that and kick it aside, was like ridiculous. Like that was also a really big part of me. So the science engineering geek in me is still really alive. And there's this piece that goes, yes, and soaks in when I can connect with facets where science in my opinion, where science is kind of caught up to some of the things that I also know through my body and through my connection directly with spirit and the realm of the other, which is very real. And so part of what I teach and what I offer is like our bodies, our connection to our bodies, the way what our bodies contain as wisdom is huge. We have the wisdom of the universe within so can we learn to trust that wisdom, to discern it, to discern it from the places where we, we have wounding or places of resistance that, you know, come in as a, as a way to sort of protect or um, other ways that we as humans, you know, shape that. And so, yes, okay, there, there's those. And, and sometimes discerning the difference can be challenging. And, like, yes, we can absolutely trust and listen and, and acknowledge the wisdom of our bodies as very real. So when those two things align, when I get a click, when I'm like, oh my gosh, I see how the science aligns with that, then it, it, um, it really, to me, even tingles even more. Like it, it resonates even more strongly when they, make, when they come together and make sense. Um, and embryology is a piece of that for me, the, the little bit that I have studied in embryology in my biodynamic cranial sacral therapy training. This is a three-year beautiful deep dive into the foundations of that practice. And one of the pieces of, those, of that teaching that really resonated for me was this nature of how we develop as we are consciousness laying into form. So the shaping and the growing, you know, as we sort of, the cells divide and then the embryo, like we sort of unfurl like spirals from, from this developmental process of physical form taking shape. And our, and our energetics kind of, you know, I'll put it as the esoteric side of that, the way I have received it is, is our soul or energetic or etheric being, you know, lays into that form and we, we are tethered and connected with body and then our, the way we develop and shape and the way that connection happens um, gets, gets, gets shaped by our experiences and the fields of awareness that we're held in during that development. And as we meet all of that, we may collect various ways that we meet these experiences to protect our little selves or because that's the way we felt safe. And so we build up maybe different layers or ways or um, different holdings of how we can best balance our experiences. So I say this because sometimes I think we give ourselves like this really hard time around 
oh, I have this block or I have this, this tension or this pain. And, and then that creates some disdain for the body. Like, okay, so it's awful and I want to get rid of it or I need to heal it. Or, and, and I want to invite, like, can we shift our awareness from disdain and frustration and anger towards our bodies to one of curiosity and wonder and play and love and go, oh, wow, body, okay, I hear what you're communicating. Can I now witness that without judging it and allow and invite a new way of meeting the experience to be revealed? Because as we learn and grow and become resourced in new ways, our body is now capable to meet and hold information differently. And so we can change how we hold that and that can feel like freeing and healing and spacious and transformational. And to me, the core of that, we really can't separate bodies and physicality um, from like spiritual awareness that we are also love. Because this intention or love, loving awareness that we can invite and offer our bodies is the very nature of what supports the unwinding. And so, you know, when we can meet that, when we can meet that our, our physical bodies and our energetic bodies coming together and our spiritual awareness, like that intention, that loving care really supports and shapes and can shift how our physical bodies even exist. And shifting our awareness to loving care also, you know, as our bodies then go, oh, that's different, that feels different, then there's changes that happen. And as those changes happen, I think it supports, we go, oh my gosh, that really, I, I, I was able to support my body to change in a way that felt good. Oh, wow. And then that creates this beautiful, you know, we talk about vicious cycles, and I don't need to explain those, but I want to call it, this is a blicious, like bliss delicious cycle that, hey, you know, as I feel better, then my, I treat my body better. As my body gets treated better, it starts to treat me back better, and I feel better. And like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful cycle that is. So I'm seeing a question. We have a caller with a question. Um, our caller is from D.C. Yay, welcome. And the question is, is it the mind or the body that is the energetic experience. And let me sit with that for a moment and drop in. Is it the mind or the body that is the energetic experience? So for me, I, I guess what I invite in that or what comes up for me in that as I feel that question is I like to think of our physical, well, like we, we have a physical body organism, so the, there is the organism, the tissue, the cells as they are, you know, breathing the, and, and drawing in nourishment and letting go of metabolic waste through the cell walls and in their breathing rhythm. And, and so there's this physical body organism that relates and, and functions and has parts that interact and systems that interact. And, and the, actually the traditional medical model kind of looks at it that way, like, oh, we're an orgasm and or, well, an orgasm. Oh, well, we're that too, but that's another, another discussion. I love that slip. Okay, we're an organism, and that the physical body organism functions in certain ways. So there's that. What I'm inviting is as an energetic awareness that our 
who we are, our mind, maybe we, we would call it, but our energetic awareness, we have, in addition to physical body, we have energetic bodies. And one of my teachers, actually, this is Kenneth Ray Stubbs' work, uh, a little bit of what I'm talking about here. He's sexualshaman.com. And he talks about how we have different energetic bodies. And as humans, we have 10 energy bodies, four of which um, can engage in experiencing orgasm. And one of those bodies is the energetic body associated with the physical. And then there are three other bodies, the light body, soul body, and spirit body, which basically, <clears throat> to me, I like to just sum up. And there are different different teachers will name this in different ways. Different traditions will name this in different ways. And, and I invite, we all kind of feel into those pieces that resonate um, and work for us and, and um, those that don't, but I kind of summarize all of that with saying we are, we have a physical body organism and we have energetic bodies, plural, that the energetics then are like, for me, this awareness that our soul kind of, um, is tethered into body. And so the sacred sexual path, the path of self-awareness around meeting the power of what is sacred and spiritual and intentional and drawing that, inviting that into physical, sexual, embodied place is honoring that we can't separate the two, that we are spirit coming into matter. Can we inhabit our physical body organism in a way from my experience, I have noticed my capacity to inhabit my body, my, my mind or my energetic awareness or my, you know, that sense of who I am that's not, that's, that's not physical. Can I draw that into inhabiting? Can I really create the safe space that this, this being who I am feels even safer to inhabit my body and to draw or invite the connection of spirit through matter to be that vessel to say instead of just escaping up and out of my physical body for a spiritual experience or an orgasmic experience can i let that come you know draw and invite and tether and this is to me is a bit of the path of embodiment can i tether deeply my energetic awareness and my connection with spirit into form into matter and listen what emerges in that awareness of body as i stay here for it and that's to me a delightful journey and not easy so that as i'm as i'm meeting that concept as i'm meeting can i fully be aware and present and in my body and not just escape up and out into that realm of, of ecstatic awareness, but be, bring it, tether it into body. Then I'm, oh, there's a deep knowing that emerges. And it's, like I said, it's not easy. So this, putting this in words, is this beautiful paradigm of like (laughs) the path that I'm describing of embodied awareness to me is a very, what I call masculine and feminine masculine being fiery and active and outward and about words and thinking and analyzing great. Again, not gender. This is just the masculine qualities in all of us. 
Our feminine is that very soft, lunar, surrender, open, allow, feel to balance the thinking and being to balance the doing. So what I'm describing and trying to put in words, which is a very analytical approach, is actually the antithesis of the analytical. It's the experiencing, it's the being, it's the knowing and feeling as innate, inherent connection. And so to put them together is always challenging and something that I like delight in. Like there's also this quality in me that's like, okay, that's, can I, can I bring words to this? So dropping back in, part of that for me is, can I drop deeply into my pelvis and connect with those words as an expression through my body? Ah. So the deep, deep space of body. Can we meet body and listen and make choices by honoring the sacredness of our body, by saying, yes, I am welcome here. And back to what I was saying around sometimes it's hard. For me, I've had many experiences, some of which I've shared on these programs, but one that comes to mind is um, this, this awareness that I had a lot of dental work as a kid, for example, um, a lot of orthodontia, a lot of teeth extraction. I had 10 teeth extracted. I had a series of eight teeth extractions over the course of two a week for four weeks. I remember that. And how intense that was on my little nine or 10-year-old body, however old I was at the time. And so, like, wow, how did my being react, respond, work with that incredible intense trauma of tools and wrenching and scraping and pulling and cutting in my mouth, right? Well, the way, and I didn't, I didn't even think about this or realize this until decades later, when I started to meet the awareness that when something was in my mouth, I would check out. I couldn't meet my mouth with any sort of awareness of um, presence. And this had to do with some, some self-work that I was doing with repatterning um, infant responses. But as, so in summary, though, what, it, what I found was if something's in my mouth, my thumb or fingers, like it, I would check out of the building. And so this is what I mean. This was a, a defense mechanism that my tender little being self had. And um, this defense me- mechanism said, you need to, you, you can't, this, to handle this right now, you need to not be present. So I, I checked out. So when, as I started to work with that decades later, what was the safe way? How could I invite and resource my body to invite the safety of coming back home, of going ah, I'm here and it's safe and it's okay to be fully here in the moment when something's in my mouth. You're safe. I'm not, you know, you're not going to get cut or ripped apart or have your teeth pulled out again. You know, so this, this journey of that is a part of what I mean by reclaiming our awareness of sacred body, of connection and plugging into our bodies. So I'm going to continue here in a moment with Um, the next part of our program. And as we do that, first we're going to take a short break. You are listening live to Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. 
Today is Tuesday, December 19th, 2017, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646-378-0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. And now, back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. continuing on our journey of our bodies are sacred today. And I saw one more question that I believe that caller uh, may have had that um, I welcome them to call back in if they still have that question, uh, and I'd be happy to meet it. Um, and uh, we're going to continue on with this journey of our bodies are sacred. And for that, Part of that has been, like, as I said, so, you know, what's this journey of being, of, of being aware that we're an energetic being, we're in physical form, it's a gift to be in physical form, and how do we relate with that gift? So, you know, I, for many decades of my life, I sort of pushed my body and, as a, a beautiful colleague of mine says, I ran it, I was running my body instead of listening to my body, and um, pushing it, driving it, telling it to do what it should, you know, I think it should do, instead of really listening innately and authentically to what is being called for, what is it wanting, how can I recreate the relationship with my body in a way that I need it, instead of as a, as a controller, I need it with the respect of what's it have to say and how can my body and, and my, my awareness come together to make decisions or come together with information in a way where I'm making choices and operating with both of those pieces of information, what I call, you know, what my head is saying with what my body is saying and bringing those two together, which I believe is part of the, the power of this journey is bringing the two together, not just saying, Oh, well, I shouldn't ever think rationally, like and trying to shove that away, um, but also not ignoring the messages of the body and the messages of the head, like, run around at 99 miles an hour, you know, we're in analytical mode, <laughs> 99 miles an hour, as I just demonstrated, we can get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Yet our bodies, huh, we can drop in, they go slower. What gets revealed from our body comes at a different pace. Uh, one that I have experienced as being much, much slower, wider, softer. There's a different way in which my body needs space for communication than just the 99 miles an hour of my head. And I got really good at the 99 miles an hour thing. Like, don't get me wrong. And there is some value to really being able to function in that space as well. And can we bring balance to it by bringing in the wisdom of the body so that we're not only driving ourselves with what we think we're supposed to be doing or what we think our body's like. And that's what I mean by this sacred pledge. So as I'm writing my book, one of the things I'm offering in the book, um, in addition to, oh my gosh, my journey of this path and the 
raw, icky, kind of grimy and uncomfortable parts that I had to move through to meet the, ooh, you know, the more ecstatic, aware and opening and things that I never knew were possible parts. But to do that has been a journey. And so making, you know, bringing that in, one of the things that I've met in that and developed is this awareness of I need to reclaim and recreate my relationship with my body. And how do I do that? Well, we're going to start with this. And I invite you right now to join me in this pledge that I wrote. This is a pledge that I hold with with my body often. And I'm going to say it in some words that I wrote and that I that it came through me. I invite you to feel into your words. Let this become your mantra, a way that you can connect with, I want to make this pledge with my body. And mine, it, it went something like this. Dear sacred body, my hands on my belly, my hands on my lower belly, my pelvis, like dropping that awareness in. Dear sacred body, I love you. I promise to do my best to listen to you and to honor your messages. I will make mistakes. And when I do, I will be gentle on myself. Please support me on my journey. I am so grateful to you. Thank you for holding me safely. Thank you for your wisdom. I promise to do my best to listen to you and honor your messages. Ah, I'm in a breath. It's meeting that at its core. Body, I love you. I promise to do my best to listen to you and honor those messages. And what that means, what that's meant for me is one is intention. Like now I'm really setting an intention on how I'm relating with my body and acknowledging I will probably screw that up. And when I do, instead of yelling at myself or thinking that, well, it's, no, it's not worth doing it anymore or whatever, I just meet it and I go, okay, well, wow, okay, I'm going to be gentle on myself and notice that that was a choice I made. And now I'm going to hold space for what may be and maybe make a different choice. You know, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time in resentment or regret around the things that we've done can we find forgiveness for those things and let them lie in the past and not keep carrying them forward into the future? And that's what, to me, forgiveness is about, is releasing the energetic connection to something and a lot, letting it lie where it belongs in the past. Like, we don't swim around in the past. We don't need to stay there. We're here now in this moment. So why bring things forward from there? Can we release them? And... I get this is really this is really tough because we'll carry things because of other people like, oh, well, this other person did this thing and, you know, it sucked and it hurt. And and they're and we may think that they're this horrible person, which I invite we, we can look at differently. So we have all this assumption around what this thing was and how because they wronged us, it's this horrible thing. Well, OK, the thing they did sucked, didn't feel good at all. And. The pain, the fact we're still carrying it into present moment is ours to change. I don't have to carry that anymore. Can I release that? Can I release the pain associated with these past actions and let the actions 
lie in the past. Yeah, they sucked and they weren't cool. And I'm not saying forgiving or saying that some action someone did against us is okay. Not at all. We just, what's it like to start to discern, you know, where is our energy best served? Is there something we're supposed to do about that? Maybe it is. And is it something that we can, that we're best served to just free up from our space of our own energetic being so that we can align more closely with our authentic path and be of service that we are meant to call, be called to do? I can't do that if I'm carrying around a bunch of old stuff that needs my attention. And when we carry pain from our past, it carries a lot, it needs a lot of attention. And it takes a lot of our energetic awareness to have it hanging around. I remember working with a colleague in a class setting. We were in some training and seeing him later, he was doing a workshop and he, his analogy for, I think something similar to what I'm saying, he's like walks into the room with this big chair on his back. Like literally he's got a chair on his back and he's kind of hunched over and he's walking into the room and, and he's like, you know, just at first, just talking as if whatever. And then he's like, why am I carrying this? And he sets it down, you know, and the analogy, of course, that he, he was meeting or that I took away from it, um, whether he explained it or, or how that went from there, he just set it down. Like, why do we carry all this baggage, this luggage, this stuff around when maybe all we need to do is give ourselves permission to set it down? Now, that can be harder than, you know, than um, easier said than done, so to speak, a lot harder than it actually seems it might. Because our ego wants to come in and be right or, you know, make the other person pay for something that they did. And th- what I want to invite is like release that job to the universe. The universe will handle whatever sort of energetic ramifications need to come about. If you are choosing to release your pain, I believe that's a gift in any sense. The capacity to go, I don't have to carry this anymore. And what do you need? You know, what is your body asking for? You'll know because if you can't let it go, if it just keeps swimming around, it keeps coming back over and over and over again, then there, there's a reason. So meet it. What is it? What is it that needs to be felt here to be, to, to be revealed? And that's part of listening to our sacred body. Can we listen to our sacred body? So I want to I offer one other piece to this. I've been doing a lot of, this has been really alive for me this fall. And so I've been doing a lot of posting and other videos and such on this topic. And it came to my awareness as I was really um, offering, like, our bodies are sacred. And doing posts in particular, honoring our yoni. And the yoni is that word in Sanskrit that means sacred space. And what I invite to honor often female bodies, the vagina, the vulva, the womb. And yoni really to me is the wide space of our deep receptive center. I believe we all have yonis. Some more physically represented, some more energetically, etherically represented. But that we all have this sense of a receptive creative source however much we tap into that or or don't is totally individual and so many men may not resonate with that at all and okay great and many men do resonate with that and so when i'm speaking about honoring sacred body 
I am speaking very widely. All bodies are sacred. This is not just some specific gender or some specific color or race or some specific sexual orientation or gender identity or some condition of body is sacred. No, like all bodies are sacred, no matter how we identify in gender, color, race, age, condition, all of our bodies are sacred. In what way do you honor yours? Because that's where it starts. If we don't believe our bodies are sacred, how are we expecting other people to hold them sacredly? And when I say sacred, what does that even mean? Sacred, just intentional, loving, respecting. We are holy bodies in the sense of sacred intent. So it doesn't need to get twisted up in traditional religions if those don't resonate for you. And when they do resonate for you, great. That is exactly what what I also mean. And yet many traditional structured religions actually don't view the bodies as sacred. And so the word sacred there, um, I admit, you know, can bring up a lot. So letting ourselves actually go, no, really, our bodies are sacred. Can we trust listening to the innate brilliance and wisdom of our bodies and honoring them as the holy temple and really honoring all beings in that? I believe when we do, when we really start to meet bodies with that type of awareness, the world changes. We, can't, we can no longer do things to ourselves or to others that, are, that, that, uh, that hurt. Like, how could we consciously disrespect somebody when we, when we hold the sacred holiness of body? We just wouldn't be able to do that. So and it starts with, with self, with loving care. Like, can we meet our own bodies with this loving awareness? And, of course, hold others in it, for sure. But I think one of the things that stops us is, well, other people don't think I'm good enough. Other pe- you know, and we tie our value to other people's actions. You know, someone leaves us or someone doesn't want to date us or someone has, you know, some experience and then leaves that, or someone dies, you know, like, oh my gosh, this person in my life died and they left me. I've been abandoned once again. So acknowledge that pattern, the things you're noticing are things that are happening around you and things that you have a choice to meet in a different way. And I hold that with the utmost compassion. I'm not talking about saying actions that others do are, that are disrespectful or hurtful are okay. Like, again, not at all. And can we choose to meet these in a different way? And part of the way of doing that, to me, is really meeting our own body with loving, caring respect and slowing way down to actually listen to its messages. And as we do, as we meet our own body with that care, and now make that pledge, okay, body, I promise to do my best to listen to you and to honor your messages. When we make that pledge and hold that for ourselves, 
then we're doing our best to honor what we're seeing and listening to in our body. Then our body goes, yay, you got my back. Yes. And now the reliance on what others are doing becomes there's a confidence, there's a clarity in self in such a way that what others do becomes less of a grip on our self-value and self-worth. And, and actually what I've found is we start to break the old patterns. And so no, that thing that seems to keep happening all the time just doesn't anymore. And so in a way, through meeting our own bodies and awareness, we're actually changing others. Instead of what we kind of think we should do is, is change those other people. Oh, I got to make them do something different. I want to invite the only person you have a choice of, of doing something different is yourself. So letting yourself like claim that I'm allowed to meet this experience differently. And when we do, oh my gosh, this, and it's, it's magical. It's amazing. The power that we have within us for self-advocacy, but not just self-advocacy in a voice way, which is a part of it, but also in a action. Can I meet my body and advocate for myself and make choices that feel really good for myself and my body. And when that doesn't happen, when I make a mistake, when something happens that I didn't expect, to just go, okay, how can I meet that one and roll with it? Because I'm going to make it. I got this. Having that confidence and connection and self-love, the more aligned I am with that, oh, the much easier life around me is. And the much easier it is for me to release my, my loved ones into the care of the universe, into the care of their own choices, into the care of others. Can I actually do that and, and, and still love and not just shove away? That's been a part of my personal journey. It's been hard to do. My old mode was either you have to be here and I'm almost going to suffocate you <laughs> I'll just speak that. I know I done, I've done that in the past. I'm going to grasp so hard onto you, I'm practically going to suffocate you. Or I'm going to shove you away and say, screw it, I don't want you around. And it's like, mm, there's a balance in the middle. Can I have the clarity of my own body, my own awareness, my own sense of, yes, I got this. The earth's got my back. I'm okay. I'm more than okay. I'm good enough. I'm complete. My mere existence on this planet means I am worthy of love. I don't have to do anything for it. When I can hold that for myself, it's so much easier to release my loved ones who I care and love about deeply into the support and care of their own choices and of the universe and of others, but to really release them to their experiences. Can I do that? Oh, I've had a hard time with that. And yet there are times when it opens up and I can, and I see the trend. The theme with that has, has something to do with their actions. Don't get me wrong. There's a bit of that, but in my journey with this, we've worked so deeply with it that what I found was, it was less and less about their actions and more and more about was I feeling good and clear and comfortable and confident in who I am. And the more I was feeling that, the easier it was to release them 
to their experiences. And again, like I said, there's some level, of course, of their choices and actions too, because that's part of the trust building. But even once that's super clear, which we had done so much work, like super clear trust building around actions and words from a partner that, yes, they've got my back too. Okay, still there were times where I was freaking out. And so letting myself meet the experience of, oh, can I trust in letting this go? I I don't get to control all the experiences around me. And that started with, can I trust that for myself? And then has expanded into, can I trust that with loved ones? And um, wow, what a journey. What a powerfully rich and enriching journey of meeting self and how that changes the world around us. So I'm going to invite we take one more break and come back to close how our bodies are sacred. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie has a new website where you can find radio podcasts, video casts, and more free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website is mobile-friendly and also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing list sign-up, and much more, again, at leslieblackburn.com. Leslie offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path of sacred sexuality. Sessions are available either in person or by Skype or phone. See details on the website under Classes and Coaching. Announcing the next Sacred Sexuality Shamanic Apprenticeship. If you have been seeking a way to deepen your own practice, learn more about connecting with and sharing your own authentic gift with the world, or teaching in the realm of sacred sexuality, and if you are present and ready to accept the responsibility of looking deeply within, then this apprenticeship is for you. Register by January 9th for discounted tuition. See the website for details. There are also a couple of options for home study practices. Sacred sexuality classes on four new topics are now available by video. You can purchase access to these at the website. And the Tantric Energy Touch Workshop is available as an audio CD. Order online at the website. The best way to get announcements about upcoming events, as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives, is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website, again, leslieblackburn.com. Also, Leslie's Sacred Sexuality videocast airs monthly. You can choose your level of involvement, whether you want to be a part of the conversation live or sit back and take it in. See details at the website to join in. The next videocast is Wednesday, February 7th. Reminder that Leslie is also available for speaking engagements. More information at the website, leslieblackburn.com. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Mm, yay. Thank you, my love. <laughs> and now I invite us to drop into our bodies. <sighs> Again, and exhale with some sound. Turn your awareness in, back, down. Pelvic bowl. Deep womb space. 
your body and take a moment to drop that pledge right into your pelvic bowl dear sacred body I love you I promise to listen to you and do my best to honor your messages thank you thank you and even when I make mistakes I will be gentle on myself I'm so grateful. Thank you, sacred body. I promise to do my best to listen to you and honor your messages. Mm. Deep gratitude, dropping in, acknowledging body, acknowledging love, and perhaps today shifting a bit of awareness from one of disdain or discomfort or places where we aren't so happy about our body to one of our bodies are exquisitely holy. Can we honor them, listen to them, and accept all parts of who we are, energetically and physically? And with a breath of gratitude for ourselves, for our bodies, Ah, namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you'd like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is available for private sessions, and you can find out more information about this at the website. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.